Hello, this is Aaron Wren, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm very pleased to be today at Indigo, which is the transit agency in Indianapolis. And I'm joined by Jerome Horn, who is one of the folks here who is working on their new bus rapid transit project. Uh, the first line is actually under construction, and there's others in the pipeline. So he was gracious enough to set aside a few minutes to talk with us about what they're doing. So, Jerome, thanks for joining me. And tell me a little bit about Indigo and the BRT system that you're building. Thanks, Aaron. Glad to be on the show. So, Indigo is the public transit provider for the city of Indianapolis. Uh, currently, we run about 30 routes throughout the city uh, with uh, approximately a fleet of about 160 buses. And uh, our service is kind of spotty. We we provide uh, some of our routes. Half our system doesn't run on the weekends. And we have varying frequencies where routes, a majority of our routes only run maybe every 30 minutes and a lot run once an hour. And so uh, this new bus rapid transit line, uh, the red line, is part of a larger plan, the Marion County Transit Plan, which will kind of really wholesale uh, reinvent and make transit better for the city of Indianapolis. So we're going to be increasing frequency, how often buses run, and, and providing... Uh, more hours, a better span of service with every route running every day of the week. Uh, the first line, the red line, will be a north-south bus rapid transit line. It'll run 13 miles from Broad Ripple in the north down to the University of Indianapolis. We'll have 28 stations that are spaced about a half mile apart, and we will be the first fully battery electric BRT line in the country. Yeah, When people say Bus rapid transit. They mean all. They mean all sorts of things. Uh, you know, ranging from some South American Curitiba style system all the way to any sort of enhanced um, uh, bus system here. So, what are some of the elements that are going into this system? Uh, you know, level boarding or dedicated lanes or any of that stuff, so that people get a sense of, of what this involves. Yeah, so our bus rapid transit system here in Indianapolis will incorporate several elements uh, that really put the the rapid in in BRT. So uh, we will have dedicated lanes uh, over and over half of the corridor, uh, primarily from the downtown transit center north to Broad Ripple, um, and you know those really help with keeping uh, the buses moving and not being uh, not coming to traffic. Uh, we will have level boarding at every single station so that if someone's in a stroller or a wheelchair, they could simply roll right on. We will have transit signal priority as well, which is a great system that will allow the bus to slightly alter the, the signal phasing for traffic lights and maybe hold a green light a little bit longer or uh, decrease the time for, for a red light cycle. So uh, all those things will add up over time and allow us to move through the corridor faster. And then the, the station spacing with the stations being every half mile instead of stopping every block or so like a normal bus, those things will also help uh, make the service more frequent and reliable. And then our stations are, are fully covered. We'll have electronic uh, announcements and automatic announcements uh, inside the buses as well, and real-time information displays on every platform that will uh, really help riders know when that next vehicle is coming, because one of the challenges of riding transit is the wait time. And if you can do anything to help decrease that wait time, uh, that makes that experience a lot more enjoyable for the rider. Yeah, we just actually got to check it out. I was, they gave me a ride on, on one of the buses. It's, it's very nice. And, uh, you know, I noticed uh, a few things that they had. Uh, they also had the uh, snow melt system built into the platforms because they do get snow in the winter and uh, USB charging all over the bus, Wi-Fi. Uh, and so it's it's going to be very good. What are some of the other um, other lines that you guys have in the in the pipeline? 
Yeah, so in addition to the red line, uh, our next line will be the Purple Line Project, and this will be a bus rapid transit line that will run uh, kind of north out of downtown up Meridian Street and then out on East 38th Street to Post Road and then north into the city of Lawrence and uh, Fort Ben, Fort Benjamin Harrison. Uh, so that project uh, will be built to uh, same design standards as the red line, but of course each each corridor will be a little bit different and context sensitive depending on, on uh, the the needs there. One of the big things about these projects is that we're we're able to leverage some uh, federal dollars to put in a lot of infrastructure improvements. A lot of drainage work is being done. A lot of sidewalks on the purple line in particular. We're putting in six and a half miles of sidewalks that are missing today on East 38th Street and providing more pedestrian crossings. So that'll be a really great improvement for that corridor. And then finally, our third BRT line will be the blue line, an east-west line running on Washington Street from the airport in the west to Cumberland in the east. Yeah, I noticed that uh, some of the streets on the south side have all been fully repaved. And so uh, with, with Indianapolis struggling to do infrastructure improvements in general, I guess, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that transit is kind of uh, carrying some of that, but it is going to improve a lot of the, the sidewalk situation in a place that doesn't have them and, and things of that nature. So uh, I know a couple years before you, before you really launched the BRT, uh, Jarrett Walker did this transit network redesign. How does this fit into the transit network redesign or things like the fare, the new fare system that you're, you're up with? How, how is this, you know, the system as a whole being improved? So the three BRT lines really serve as the central spine of a brand new redesigned bus network. So previously, uh, the Indigo bus network, or, or currently, is a hub-and-spoke network, which means that almost every route comes into downtown and then fans back out. So a lot of our riders are forced to do a transfer, and they have very long travel times, uh, depending on their destination. In, a, in addition to that, uh, frequency is really low. A good majority of the routes only come once an hour, maybe every 30 minutes. So if you miss a bus or a bus breaks down or you have to transfer, uh, you know we have some people that are spending an hour and a half one way, three hours a day just commuting. And so uh, when Jared Walker came in, he helped us. We worked with our partners at the city and the MPO to kind of redesign what we call a frequent grid. So we're really uh, allowing uh, routes that go cross town, north and south, that don't necessarily come into downtown. And that allows people to be able to get to their destinations more directly or take L-shaped patterns and uh, also increasing the frequency on a lot of core routes so that people aren't waiting as long to transfer. Uh, in addition to improved frequency and, and better connectivity with our routes, we're also introducing a new fare payment system. So currently it's a cash-only system and you have to buy passes at spe uh, only specific locations or order them ahead of time online. Uh, and it's just not uh, as convenient or equitable as we'd like it to be. So this new fare payment system will be account-based and we will use smart cards. People will be able to use their phone and they'll be able to also uh, reload their cards uh, at a retail network that will be launching next year as well. So we'll have uh, participation at places around the city, such as gas stations or convenience stores that people could go into in their own neighborhoods and reload their cards. Uh, another cool feature about this new fare payment system that we're introducing is fare capping. And so what fare capping allows someone to do is basically earn towards a, a fixed amount. So uh, per on a daily or weekly base, uh, uh, a person could pay. Uh, if, so if you pay $4 a day and after that, uh, the rest of the day, any other rides on our service uh, are free, uh, no additional cost to the rider. Same thing in a week, you hit a certain number of rides and then the rest of the week is at no additional cost to our rider. 
others. And we see this as a, a more equitable way to pay. This uh, helps decrease the burden, especially for a lot of our writers that may be low income, uh, so they don't have to buy a monthly pass outright uh, that could be at a, a bulk cost of $60. So this new fair payment system will really allow people more flexibility and more convenience. Yeah, I think the fair capping is going to be really interesting. New York is going to start deploying that with a new system, and I would already be taking advantage of it because so uh, this month I'm spending a week out of town. So I'm like, do I buy a pass? So I said, well, I'm going to pay cash for a week, and then this and that. It'd be nice if I could just pay cash, and then if I go above the the, the pass threshold, it just automatically converts into a a pass, and, and London has that. And so I think def- definitely that's going to be like the sorts of innovations we have, uh, I think, popping up across the country. But I'm glad to see that you're doing it here. Um, the uh, I guess the last – I want to give you like uh, uh, one question about some of those in the media around the buses. And um, it was in all-electric buses, and I think it's the same ones that were used in Albuquerque. They ran into problems in Albuquerque, and – you were doing some testings on the buses, found they weren't going to last as long on a charge as you thought in cold weather. So what are some of the things you're doing to to mitigate, uh, you know, cold weather impacts on buses and things like that? Yeah, so these buses, uh, manufactured by BYD, uh, stands for Build Your Dreams. Uh, yeah, during some of our testing, uh, we discovered that the range wasn't quite going to last as long as had been promised by the manufacturer. But Indigo and the manufacturer, we've been working together, and we've actually come to a solution to introduce wireless charging infrastructure. Uh, so we will uh, deploy uh, wireless charging at three locations around the city towards the end of the lines. And what that will do is that will help extend the range of the buses to allow them to stay Stay out on the routes all day. So you can think of it as a uh, kind of like for your phone, a, a large wireless charger. Um, and instead of plopping your phone on top of it, we'll just roll the bus on top of it and it'd give it a, a quick charge in about 10 minutes and allow the battery to, to sustain uh, so that that bus can stay out all day. So we've really uh, been working closely with the manufacturer and we were, were uh, happy to reach that solution. And the manufacturer will, will pay for the installation uh, of that wireless charging infrastructure. Uh, the other thing we're doing is, um, you know, training the operators, making sure they're sensitive to operating an electric vehicle, which is very different than a diesel bus, uh, with accelerating and braking in terms of of how uh, how fast and slow, you know, you, you approach and, and take off, because those things will also help contribute to helping the battery last longer. Right. Yeah. It, what you're doing here uh, reminds me, you know, writing even 10 years ago, when people were trying to get light rail, thinking about building light rail in Indianapolis, I said, look, light rail makes no sense. What Indianapolis needs is to focus on building a good, I call it plain old bus service. We used to have in tele- telephony, we, we called it plain old telephone service. And just having having buses come every 10 minutes and and uh, even said, look, almost had a sketched out the red line corridor. I said, if you can get 10-minute service on this line, prove that you can get ridership on this line. And then you you can build from there. So I think this is going to be a much more. I think this red line's on ninety three million, which in the grand scheme of things, is is not that expensive compared to what a billion plus or whatever it would have cost if you wanted to do a light rail. Got a federal grant, and you know again some of it's going into basic infrastructure that the city needed anyway. So I, I think this is like a, a more cost effective way to go. What would your? I guess I'll just say uh, wrap it up by just asking you. You know what is your ambition? For this whole suite of bus improvements to do, you know, for, for kind of the, the life, uh, how the role transit plays in the life of the city. 
Yeah. So for Indigo, you know, our, our goals are to increase connectivity and allow people more access to opportunity. Uh, you know, right. As I mentioned earlier, having our bus system kind of be a hub and spoke and really low frequency and routes that don't even operate on the weekends. I mean, that's a big burden, especially when we're trying to connect people to jobs and making sure that they can get to uh, the places they need to be, whether, you know, it, it's uh, their employment or healthcare or, or it's a student trying to get to school. Um, you know, having that frequent, fast, reliable bus service uh, is really essential. And that's one thing, you know, here we really wanted to focus on uh, the basics, which is the bus. And I think a lot of transit agencies across the country have already started doing redesigns and, and are going to be doing redesigns because they realize that the bus system is is the backbone of any good mobility network. And beyond beyond uh, the transit plan, we are doing some work on, on mobility hubs and we're talking with some other partners about how we integrate better with bike share and car share and, and ride hailing services because we really want to provide kind of that backbone for the future of mobility for the city of Indianapolis and giving people lots of options so you don't have to own or operate your own personal vehicle. Well, thank you very much, Jerome Horn from Indigo. Thank you, and uh, look forward to writing the, uh, the line when it opens. All right. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate being on the show.